0: Welcome to the Two Asians Podcast. My name is Vinny. This is my co-host Joe, but he's actually going to be the real host today. We're both Um, real
1: hosts, Vinny. Yeah, actually.
0: Co-host doesn't seem to really...
1: Yeah, I feel like co-host always makes it seem as if like... seems like the other person's already below. Yeah, like whoever says the other person's the co-host is already in the driver's seat.
0: I think we need to coordinate so we both say it at the same exact time and Mm -hmm. without really over-talking each other, which I think I just... Define what it means to talk over somebody, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, what was I going to talk about? It, you know, I think a lot's changed, man, since since March, since we started. Really, well, I guess we released the first pod in December, right around Christmas time, like right mm-hmm. after that. And uh, since then, I've noticed that uh, it seems like anybody uh, is making everybody. Everybody's making podcasts now, Joe. You know, I think dude, I think the podcast bubble is bursting. <laughs> I know, or or growing. So, so I great. don't.
1: Uh, I. I wouldn't like hold Bitcoin. it against any of you if you were just like, oh, just another one of these guys forgot that we existed.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think we were we were like on the cusp, you know, we were really kind of milking something that was fresh and new, podcasts, which, you know, have been around for who knows how long, not very long, I really. Yeah. Know.
1: Um, we're really breaking it, dude. We were on the ground floor in 2018.
0: Yeah, 20, 2018, dude, no one's making podcasts before that, for sure. We started the whole thing. Um not for but sure. I, it's funny because like a lot of the guys I'm watching on YouTube, they're they all pretty much have their own podcast now. I think it's more like you think about um, their careers. Maybe I always think like, man, they can't really do that forever. Like, uh, so right now you're like youngish, like mid twenties or something like that. You're, you're influencers, but anyways, it seems like they're probably trying to explore more platforms. I'm not saying I hate it. I like it. You know what I mean? By all means, I feel like the more competition will only ch- make us better, Joe. Only make us better.
1: I welcome it. I welcome yeah. it.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure, dude. Um, but, you know, I'm excited to get back behind the mic. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, we just wanted to give a quick apology for this uh, long delay since March. It is uh, currently June 7th. Um, we're, yeah, we're recording this on June 7th. Who knows when it'll get released?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I have faith in this, man. You know, yeah, I feel like the, the production is... We, in that time, let's give some... Ex- we, we've been honing our craft... Joe and I uh, Joe has attended an online course for, for correspondence for, courses you know, <laughs> podcast editing. I understand I I've contemplated uh, submitting my application to the school of broadcasting
1: because um,
0: mm-hmm. clearly there's there's a career here for both of us Oh absolutely
1: right? absolutely sure. so so I mean I, it, you don't have to tell us but because we'll already know but the production qualities to be just sky high through the yeah. roof
0: yeah for, all you need to know is that we are in the same room right now uh, it's yeah, possible you don't know that. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Time travel is a thing, but also we can be at the same place while not being physically in the same place. Um that's a quite this luxury that we have.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but in terms of uh what, what what are the what are the other valid excuses that we've had? What what have happened in our lives since you guys have last heard from us? Um Vinny, Vinny's become a marathoner now?
0: Oh yeah. Uh I started running for um training for my marathon, I'm going to be running in Chicago come come October. For president. Um, and Joe, you made a classic mistake, cause I'm just going to end it like my little. I'm running for the uh, Ronald McDonald House Charities, so please help and, and donate to a good cause. I have a personal page set up, um, looking to, to raise a, a certain dollar amount. So hey, uh, we'll put on the
1: we'll put it on the Instagram page. Every all
0: helps. Uh, please take a look, uh, take a look at the link in the bio after it release this pod, uh, whoever wherever platform you're listening to, cause we're on all of them now. You're welcome. But, um, yeah. What what have you been up to, man? What are are you doing?
1: Yeah, so uh, since the last podcast, I have moved from my last place to what is hopefully going to be a forever home. We'll see. Um,
0: Oh, that's exciting. Congrats.
1: Yeah, I think the timeline is hopefully within one year, but um, at the latest two years from now, I'm going to buy this place
0: heck yeah, man! Homeowner, Joe Cho, Myung Cho. Nice.
1: Yeah, ladies, listen, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's uh, he's
0: handsome. He, he,
1: he mm-hmm.
0: makes a podcast. A he has a house, and he has a dog. He loves dogs.
1: Yeah, but uh, not this one. She sucks. She's the worst. <laughs> Dude, if you don't
0: want Ebon, I'll take her. I'll take her. I was, about, I was
1: gonna. I was actually gonna trade her to Vinny for five first round picks. Yeah, so five
0: first round picks, two pick swaps, uh, and, um, Paul and Paul Jordan. George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and paul, and, and paul george I, mean, I think it's a pretty decent haul for sure for sure oh, yeah. yeah
1: definitely historic <laughs> yeah but so, uh
0: I, yeah i mean i was gonna say in general it's really it's been a long time um if any of you guys were following us i know we had um a live pod that was in the works that's still going to be released it's going to oh, yes. happen um it, it's funny when you ask me like hey what have i been up to since since really march because i feel like uh, that's a that's a ton of time dude like
1: yeah you've like, gone on like eight vacations
0: yeah i mean i feel like i have all this time on my hands but yeah I, i've been it's it's full-on wedding season um i think i have a couple more that i need to go to but uh, between um like my wife's graduation and uh just having people come come visit down north carolina which please everyone joe i need you to get, get you down here as well
1: I know and, i've been slacking on my end you've come up like twice and i've gone down like zero times
0: yeah, man, we'll get you down here in the summer. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying we, we got a long, got a couple more months left,
1: um, but uh, yeah, I know. I guess
0: I think we're just fun, finding ways to keep ourselves busy. But I mean, I think life happens, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, we I mentioned earlier that you know we have some. Um, this is something that we're, we're doing, frequently on, on, on the side. But uh, you know, by any means that this was a project that we always wanted to make sure we, we were going to keep keep going. You know, it was never going to stop. We call it. We took a hiatus, like you know Dave Chappelle, but we're back.
1: We're back. We're back. We're back. But for this sure. time with, like, not the dark, weird humor he came back with, but more of, like, that Netflix style. The Netflix yeah. one is funny. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure, dude, for sure. Um, and then hopefully that also means that with our comeback, um, we'll be able to have some pretty cool guests uh, along the way, too. So there's plenty of content for us to look forward to, for sure. But, you know, like they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, dude. <laughs> what are we going to be talking about
1: today, Joe? Um, so today, sports part two.
0: Sports part two. L.C.B. gang L.C.B. gang L.C.B.
1: gang L.C.B. gang L.C.B. gang What could you fuck dog?
0: L.C.B. What gang you bang whore? L.C.B. Talk to the world what L.C.B. means Laos, come on, in the What could you fuck dog? L.C.B. What gang you bang whore? L.C.B. Yeah,
1: so, actually, right before we dive into the sports, a uh, quick bad Asian moment for those who remember what that is, but Vinny and I, during our hiatus, ended up missing the Asian American Heritage Month. Uh,
0: yeah. We yes. apologize. Uh, yeah, the entire month, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the
1: entire month, we missed it.
0: And No acknowledgement, um, but we're going to make up for it. We're going to make up for it a big way. And, and talking about bad Asians, um, you know who's not a bad Asian, Joe? Jeremy Lin, but Jeremy I don't want to get ahead of myself.
1: myself. Wait, 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 no, no, it's not, it's NBA champion Jeremy Lin, don't forget oh, that. that.
0: That's correct, dude, NBA champion Jeremy Lin, uh, wow, let's just give a quick, quick little hand clap pat on the back, for all of our listeners, give a quick, quick moment,
1: please. Yeah, Mo- yeah, dude. I don't know if I say if moment of silence, pat yourself I, want you, I want you to go crazy, <laughs> wherever <Yeah>. you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to read you this quote real quick. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. My listener, some of these list, some of you listeners, might have already heard this part or this quote, but it's from 2011, uh, from the Lin Sanity documentary. This is Jeremy Lin. I always told myself my progression is going to be become a rotation player, become a starting point guard, and then win an NBA championship. That was in 2011, folks. It's 2019.
0: This guy has guess, a a, guess what he, he did? Rotation. Be,
1: rotation, player. A rotation player. Starting point guard, Houston Rockets. And then and eventually bang. the Nets, the Hawks,
0: yeah? Yep. Jer- the Charlotte Hornets. a little bit of a journeyman, but useful.
1: Bang. NBA championship.
0: Now, I know I think a lot of people are maybe scratching their heads. Uh, whether or not you follow basketball a lot, I think uh, probably the first thing. And I'm not going to harp too much on this negativity, but they are like, oh, you hardly played. You know, like, what are you talking about? Jeremy Lin. Like, how many minutes do you play? Maybe put some garbage time minutes, right? What do you but, have I'm- to say to that, though?
1: All right, here's what I have to say to that. I think anyone who's been on a sports team before recognizes the value of every player on the team, regardless of whether or not they play in the game. And one of the biggest, I mean, how does anyone prepare for a game? It's practice. And who are you practicing against? You're practicing against your teammates. And if your teammates aren't sharp and make you play at your best during practice and hold you accountable to you, you know, executing the game plan in practice, learning, studying, getting ready, preparing, then they're doing a disservice to you and you're not going to be at your best when you go into the game.
0: That's what, that's what I'm saying, dude. Haters back off. And Joe, I don't mean to interrupt, but no, get I, 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 get, I get a little riled up thinking about it. You know, Jeremy even was so much so open to talking about the subject itself, I think kind of getting ahead of it because I think it's... He already gets enough criticism from the platform that I guess he's on and, and I guess when, when he speaks out at all about being Asian-American or even talking about his style of play, people, I think their first question, especially if they're like... Again, they just for whatever reason, just don't like the guy. No, it doesn't really seem like a good one. It's like, oh, the, guy, the guy's not, he's a, he's a scrub. He's only playing because he's Asian. Uh, I'm not getting on that topic right now, but I think if he, if he was any other race or any other different um, background, he's, at the end of the day, the guy started playing in 2011, right, Joe? Like, mm-hmm. And if anything, i like to say he, his prominence started in 2012 with Insanity. He's a vet. Vets contribute to the team. There's, there's value to the, the, why you bring these guys into the locker room in the mm-hmm. first place.
1: Um, like, they clearly and, saw something that they needed from him to, in order to bring him in. You're, you're paying this man a salary, you gave up assets to bring him in, or whatever it was, and, you know, there is value that every single player, like, whether or not it's, you know, points and minutes in the game, or,
0: you know, yeah, the time I mean? and
1: effort that you put in on the practice for.
0: There's only so many minutes, and I think, like, you have to count for every single scenario. I'm not going to get into the weeds with how Fred Viet kind of just... Rose from the ashes, well, in actual finals themselves. So, wow. you know, well, yeah, Congratulations, Fred, and also congrats on your your NBA championship. But yeah. I mean, it, there's a reason why you bring in for, for depth reasons. He's not going to just be some guy that you're you're worried about. He has experience, um, and he's, he'd be ready to come in if, if the the moment called for it. But obviously, our certain guys, especially like Kyle and, and Fred, just having really the, the games of their lives um, in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this sounds like we're making a lot of excuses. I'm not going to have to really harp on this too much, Jeremy Lin nba champion he's our guy and i would probably like to just maybe delve a little bit more into i guess the importance of just that statement in itself right
1: so i think you know if we're just looking at it from a pure historical standpoint first asian american to win an nba championship
0: yeah asian american highlight that part
1: yep um also uh, i'm not a harvard guy you're not a harvard guy but first harvard player to win an nba championship oh all right i didn't know that yeah right um, so a lot of Asian Harvard alumni, I'm sure, doubly. Yeah, happy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> please, <laughs> please up. comment about if there's any other uh, Harvard alumni that we need to be aware of that had come through the NBA. Let us know. <laughs>
1: right. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Jeremy Lin's probably the most famous one.
0: I'd say um, so too.
1: Yeah. And then I think in terms of you know what what does this mean? Uh, I mean? Yeah, I mean besides the negativity that we talked about before, I think it's a great thing. I think it's awesome for you know. This is exactly what we were talking about in the first episode. Role models, right? The fact that, you know, you and I never had someone who told us when we were kids, hey, you can do this too. Mm -hmm. You could be great. You could chase your dreams, you know? And then, I think, it was all over social media. House of Highlights, Bleacher Report, every Mm -hmm. single sports network. Honestly, had a few dedicated posts about Jeremy Lin becoming an NBA champion. Admittedly, some of them were roasting Mello more than praising Jeremy Lin. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, we're talking about Jeremy Lin, you know? And so I think any, you know, maybe some 8-year-old is on is scrolling through Instagram now because every 8-year-old has a smartphone. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he sees or she sees that Jeremy Lin's an NBA champion. He contributed to a championship-winning team. Yeah, that's I mean, incredible.
0: In my eyes, I, I, I like to think that he's probably like a household name. Like, you know, most people probably have heard of Jeremy. I think... And yeah, putting that tag of, like, NBA champion and, you, you know, th- a- a- this will age on and obviously he'll be remembered that for the rest of his career and his life. Um yeah. But like you said, dude, that little kid. Uh, we we loved playing basketball growing up, right? And we always said, like, I think our aisles growing up, just a quick review as far as even just basketball related. You know, Yao Ming comes uh, first, first to mind, right? So we yeah. we're watching him ball out, but I'm like, I can't be seven feet. Like, I, I'm not like that guy. He's from China. I, I feel like he has a way different skill set that I couldn't even really relate to. I, I found myself obviously modeling my game after... Like my my own home team players, right? But then all of a sudden, you know, Jeremy Lin comes in, and one of these kids are like eight now. They're seeing him now in probably the later stage of his career. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll I think speculate about where he might end up next, but the most important thing is that you're seeing his face. It's represented out there that, 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 you know, even with this presence on social media, that's probably the most important thing. Like kids aren't going to be watching the news. I don't think anyone pulls up the cable news really as much. Yeah. So like that kind of exposure is just so important. You see it, it feels like it's real. And heck, maybe your your parents see it too. It doesn't sound like some pipe dream. Like work hard enough at at this thing, become amazing at it. And don't think that you're limited to just doing what everyone else thinks you should do.
1: Exactly. And I think not to go back too much to the negativity portion, but when I think about that, if Jeremy Lin had never been a starting NBA point guard, or had never had, you know, he, there are seasons where he averaged like fifteen points, you know, six assists, like three yeah. rebounds, like those are solid stats. I think that's Charlotte, I think that's Charlotte
0: Jeremy. Yeah, like yeah. I think you're looking at him like the backup point guard spots is necessity. Right? Yeah,
1: and like you know, the the criticism would be valid if he had done nothing throughout his career, mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. But the fact of the matter is, and this is, like, hard statistical truth, is that he is an above-average point guard in the NBA.
0: But you know what happens? I think the story, like, no one wants to ever just use the excuse, but the, like anybody
1: else, you get injured. Like, it, right.
0: I mean, I this think, guy,
1: just as much as anyone else, has suffered devastating injuries.
0: Yeah, I guess we could even talk about a little bit of controversy about the fact, like, and you can go on, like, NBA Reddit um, or the subreddit, just to see like people stitching together clips of hey like why are there seem to be so many more missed calls on Jeremy Lynn getting hacked in the lane, and mm-hmm. not saying all these lead to career devastating injuries, but like and some of them were even non contact. I think when he was on the Nets, um, yeah, when that he came tough. down I think with this with his ACL and that just ended his season. It was really promising. Um, yeah, look look at him now. He's coming up on thirty years old. If he's not, not already there, I need mm-hmm. to double check his actual age now. Uh, yeah. in- injuries, sideline, I think what, what could have been really a fruitful career and a useful one over a longer period of time. It's not over yet, but Absolutely. like anybody else, I think you deal with that and you, you kind of go with the punches, I guess. But I don't yeah. think he's going to be talking about that so, as much uh, mm-hmm. when we talk about Jeremy, for sure. Um, I, I want to just give a quick highlight, too. After we talked about, I guess, how else we would have heard or seen you know, Jeremy coming out as the first Asian-American um, NBA champion, uh, Alex Wong. I don't know if you guys are familiar with his writing. Uh, really prominent, big Raptors fan. Obviously, he's a, he's gonna rep everything, all things Toronto. But um, what I've kind of seen for, throughout you know his career, I think he also previously wrote for GQ. Is he puts out pieces about Jeremy, and I think he's followed his career. Probably knows him better than even Joe and I. I think that's that's where I found out that Jeremy doesn't like like hot soup. Like I don't think he likes noodles. That might yeah, have been the same. Very GQ weird, article. controversial,
1: controversial Strange stuff. If you're not
0: gonna Chris Jeremy Jamie for, for anything, Chris yeah. him for that one, dude. Come on. Yeah. How are you gonna hate noodles, man? What the hell's wrong with you? Well, the thing is, actually, it sounds like he's a rice guy. So I'm, yeah, I'm down with that. But uh, I'm a rice
1: guy too. But still, you gotta you gotta love noodles, man. Gotta...
0: <laughs> beside the point, though, is that yeah, just, <laughs> if you guys are interested and you happen to subscribe to the New York Times because you got to pay for that stuff now after ten reads, um, tough. I would highly suggest that. That's something we'll, we'll try to see if we can share as well. It just kind of talks about culminating our experience, maybe puts it even better words about what it means to see Jeremy on this biggest stage, you know, with the highest accolades. And, you know, going back to even talking about Asian American Heritage Month, one of the few people that are in the media even talking about the fact that it's Asian American Heritage Month is Jeremy. He's wearing like shirts to pregame. Now NBA players are always going to be taking photos. Check out his Instagram. Watch, see, see what they, see what they. Won't sound old when I say this, but like, look at his drip. You know what I mean? And he's like, <laughs> his shirts saying. Um, the one, the one that was most notable is the one that has a quote from from Sandra Oh. It's like, um, it's just an honor to be Asian, right? Like that's 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 super cool. You probably think like, we find ourselves. I think, not speaking for everyone, but like at least at least for an Asian American, you're growing up. You're finding ways to just kind of like deny parts of your own identity, and then to embrace it really wholly, have pride in something like that, and also just celebrate it. Um, just, I don't know, makes me really proud, I guess, to see that. Yeah. I think, I, I think it, in a certain way, I think, he's doing what I think, and <laughs> talk about a model, like a role, mm-hmm. a role model,
1: he's he's really showing. I mean, he's that. a phenomenal role model. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, it, I wouldn't be able to, so say Jeremy Lin was just, another guy, didn't speak about anything, he would still be doing more than enough, but
0: mm-hmm. the fact
1: that he's putting himself out there, um, making sure that his voice and his social media influence and his MBA influence and whatever else, whatever uh, whatever other influence he might have, he's using it. I think, and he's using it in the most positive, forward-thinking way, and I respect him so much for that because I think just in the world, it's it's, it's tough to walk the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult, um, and for him, you know. Like, besides his religion, I think the the important thing is that, you know, no scandals, nothing. Like, you know, you never hear about Jeremy Lin in any sort of bad light in terms of, oh, he was partying the night before practice, showed up hungover. Like, I mean, you, you think about all these stories about NBA players in the past who've made a ton of scandals, a lot of mistakes, and not to say that they're bad for it because we're all human. But I really respect the fact that Jeremy Lin has really made an effort into try and make himself the prime role model for Asian Americans and for anyone really in general, if you're like any, if, if any race, you know, if you're looking for someone to try and emulate, you couldn't find a worse guy or a better guy. This like Jeremy Lynn's he's awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I'm not going to even speak for some of his teammates, but I see even some of the comments of, in his posts himself, like all the guys that he played on the nets with seem that he shared like a really special bond with. Even in Charlotte, they're just out there, like, like, Ronnie Hollis, Jefferson, Spencer Dinwiddie, all these guys are like, yeah, yeah, you go king, like, all that stuff. Like, you even see him post um, after the fact with him playing on the Raptors. Like, these guys are all really actively supporting him, so I think he just goes out of their way to just show that he's such a great teammate, too. Yeah. Um, So when we talk about him being a monster, just like everyone, um, it clearly shows that. He's a vet. We forget that because he probably doesn't look so old, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, Asian youth!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really just rolling in this Jeremy love, dude, because I really think that it doesn't feel like a long time coming. It just feels like this. What a celebration. I, I'm not going to so go out on my way to celebrate the Raptors so much. Go Jeremy, though, man. Go, yeah. Jeremy.
1: <laughs> go Jeremy. I'm going to say he's the, the brightest part in a dark story for me. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, Kyrie. <laughs> NBA, the best league, dude,
0: all right? You know, I, you find ways to celebrate individuals. I think as I'm getting older, I'm actually finding myself being more willing to... I'm not going to, like, if guy gets traded away from my team, like, you know, ask me today. I'm, I'm not on the F Jimmy Butler trade. Like, it was a great year. You know what I mean? You you go, you go, if you want to go play in, in South Beach, go play in South Beach, man. No, you got, no, you, you uh, gave uh, us Josh no Richardson. And yeah. That's fine. That's fine with me. I, I'm not going to go out there, just, like, act like nothing ever happened and just say, like, oh, this guy, I hate, I hate him. Screw him. Screw him. Sign a petition. No.
1: Well, except for Kyrie because he destroyed our team. Um, sorry. <sighs> But I, I digress. I digress.
0: L- lovely photos
1: in Japan, though, dude. I, I, like, I really I really enjoyed those. <laughs> you know, I unfollowed him because uh, fuck Kyrie. <laughs> 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 but anyways, uh, we're talking about the NBA. Uh, I think the, the next the next uh, logical question about, since we were just harping on Jeremy Lin, is, you know, what, what's his next step in his career? He's just reached the peak of the NBA world by winning the NBA championship. He's currently a free agent. Um, As of 7.48 p.m. Eastern Time on July 7th, Mm -hmm. he is still a free agent. Rumors have it he might be going to play in China, where I would imagine, one, he's going to get paid a boatload of money because uh, former NBA players always make, like, hella cash over there. Um, And I think since level of competition is a little bit lower, I think we're going to see Jeremy Lin returning to a starting point guard position over there and probably dominating if he goes...
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I, th- I think if you talk about his value um, in the league today, you know, given he hasn't been signed right now and it's uh, with it being July 7th still and it's been quite some time. Um, looking at, I think, the vet minimum, if he's going to go anywhere, uh, right. at least to go in the league, I, I guess I, I'm just trying, trying to think about the situation across the league now. I'm not really paying too much close attention to some of the lower teams anyway um, about needs or who's going to like throw in the bag just out of nowhere. I think it would have happened by now anyway. Right.
1: Not the money's dried up.
0: Since the moratorium's over, yeah, I think most of the stories are breaking and all, all the sign trade and stuff that was like rumored. Um but you know, his brother he plays in Taiwan, right? Um maybe they team up together, win a championship together overseas, dude. You never know. I, I will tell you though, I think just as a per- personally full of bias myself, every time that Jeremy seemed to be available on the market, I always wanted him to play with the Sixers. like every single time. I was like, this is a great opportunity for you to make me just instantly pay for his jersey i've been waiting for a sixers jimmy jersey <laughs> for the longest time and i think yeah, we still a... we, our roster still hasn't been completely filled out so have that opportunity i could be we could be wrong now i've been like following the cap situation etc for for days but if they have a, a, a
1: spot yeah. i got Find a lot to fly say about maybe. your roster and uh Find and, and, fly and fly on <laughs> the pod but anyways um yeah so that's where uh, that's where jeremy Lynn's so we yeah, have so his future still unknown but the past glorious absolutely dude
0: um, give them a 30 for 30 do that let's see it please I, I would watch it every single day yeah for sure man for sure um, hey uh, I guess we are want to shift over gears here or not really shifting gears at all continuing the momentum sports um, yeah I think the real answer of what we were doing in the past couple months um, I mean a bunch of lame excuses earlier on but the real reason is we re- rebranded ourselves um, as an <laughs> basketball <laughs> podcast dude
1: <laughs> that's a lie but it's okay <laughs>
0: That's it's it's the stuff that you want to listen to every single day. You know, you want what's going on around the league. Uh, yeah, you know, what are your favorite Asian players L7s? doing? Yeah, uh, such as Utah Watanabe, dude. You know, so get talk about progression, man. He's he's going from getting stuffed at Penn State games to to on a two way contract <laughs> with the Memphis Grizzlies, dude. This guy.
1: Yeah. So all right, Uh I think I think if if you didn't get where Vinny was going because I I blurted out in the middle of it, but. um Two Japanese players in the NBA right now. We okay. have Yuta Watanabe and Rui Hachimura. Dude, I love the authenticity of it.
0: It's mad respect.
1: Um, I'm not authentically Japanese, but it's okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but you lived there, all right? Yeah, That's, I did. You have more t- Tokyo more, for four more, years, so... Yeah, more credit yeah. Than, I, than I ever will. I don't, I don't mean to brag, but... I'm just kidding, no, but, um... But, yeah, so, funny story about Yuta Watanabe, right? So, right now, as Vinny mentioned, he's on a two-way contract with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um... And four years... No, not not four years ago. Actually, uh, yeah, no, four maybe. years ago. Yeah, yeah four yeah. years ago. I was, so I was a student at Penn State, and um, Penn State basketball was happening... happened to play um, George Washington's men's basketball team. And that day, I walked right in through the media entrance of the Bryce Jordan Center. Uh, also, is there a statute of limitations? I don't know if this is a crime. But anyways... <laughs> walked right into the, the media entrance of the Bryce Jordan Center carrying a very small camera bag. So it definitely didn't look like a legit photographer, but had a camera. So uh, they just let me walk right in. I, I walked right onto the court, sat in the, uh, I think it was the USA Today's photographer's spot. Uh, I figured they weren't going to show up to Penn State George Washington basketball. Um, and, you know, happened to catch a glimpse of a freshman Yuta Watanabe and took many photos. Um, Most of which are him getting stuffed at the rim (laughs) and getting like absolutely demolished. And yeah, he was, he was, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say He was garbage. He was garbage that game. He went one for seven. And um, yeah, lo and behold, I was on, I was like scrolling through an Instagram rabbit hole the other day and I just like happened upon his page and I was like, wait, is this the kid that I saw getting demolished four years ago? Turns out it is. And he's in the NBA. What? I'd like to take, the, take a moment to just talk about the
0: very concept that you just brought up is that question, like when you hear, you see a player that you you know you haven't heard about for a while or maybe you just, you just assume that they were out of the league. So this is for me is like, these guys are still in the league. I'm, I'm pulling up the list because I've, I've been trying to get a running one for a while. I mean, off the top of my head, I'm trying to make sure I get this one quick because it's a key word, is uh, Raymond
1: Felton for sure. Oh, yeah.
0: Which, you know, maybe this might be his time to get out because I think he's still a free agent right now.
1: Also, the man's um, like... Alright, I don't mean to like, fat shame anybody, but... Oh my god.
0: <laughs> hey, whoa, man. You know, if anything, Kyle Lowry just showed you that thickness wins championships. <laughs> oh. uh, you know, it's a short list. I thought I made it much more. I mean, uh, other than that, I have I have Paul, Paul Gasol on, that, on oh, there, yeah. too. I mean, but he got injured before... He got signed with the Bucks, so everyone, everyone yeah. was touting the... Talk about... Okay, this is... I don't know how to talk about this. Um, I don't want to say it's brother's fetish, but... The NBA seems to be going to a new level of tampering when it comes to, or not just tampering, the idea of like, oh, look at this, Marc Gasol, because this has nothing to do with tampering, Marc Gasol versus Powell. oh my god, Bucks versus Raptors, right? That was coming mm-hmm. up. So we're like, oh man, Pau's got him figured out, older brother, you know? And then <laughs> recently, how do you say his name, Thanesis or whatever? Um, yeah. Giannis's brother. He just got signed to a pretty, like, what, two-year deal or something like that? With the Bucks, like that, the news was just like dropped today. Really? Like, I, did not guy, know that. I didn't even know if this guy was any good, but I was like, well, "What is this?" No, and then he was on like he was in the G League for a while. I got a bunch of other more random news. I mean, Tobias Harris got signed to that big deal, as you may know. Totally reasonable, you know, pay. By the way, I wouldn't call that characterize that as an overpay.
1: I don't know what these guys no. are talking about. <laughs> okay, hold uh, right but Tyler we here, on. Right yeah, before go shout out on. Daryl Griffith, who knows Tobias. Daryl, oh. I know you listen to the pod. I love you. Oh, anyways, you know Tobias,
0: on. awesome, dude. Tobias is a good guy, but anyways, I'd say his brother, uh, Tyler, I believe, um, he's, he's playing in Summer League right now, but you know, I, they, they have him on the practice squad, like, what's, what's going on here, dude? And I, I guess, what was that going to lead me to? Um, I think I thought about the Gasol brothers, yeah, okay, yeah, NBA, their interests, rather, in brothers in the league, Robin and Brooke are playing on the same team mm-hmm. now in the Bucs, so they couldn't get the, the Gasol dream happen, but they got the Lopez brothers had, you know, working <laughs> together,
1: Bro-lo Maybe, and Bro-lo. It could just
0: be a testament to the fact that you know at least these NBA families. I mean, now we're, we're, I think the next phase of that is we're going to talk about how when LeBron's going to try to stay in the league long enough to be able to play with his son.
1: That would be um, wild. I'm excited to see it happen.
0: I'm still waiting for Wade to come out of retirement. Play with Zaire. <laughs> play, play with Zaire because he, he's definitely going to make the league. Yeah. And then yeah, like let me finish it off by saying yeah, the, the Ball brothers, man. That's probably the quintessential example of, of brothers mm-hmm. in the in the league. Lamelo's going to make the league for sure. Or is he? His jumper
1: looks like garbage, but um,
0: it looks the same as Lonzo's, dude. Yeah, they, they feel like I think they, they have the same build. I don't know if they have the, he's the same or if we talk about his basketball IQ. He's still a kid.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, but speaking of brothers, um, DJ, the guy I shouted out earlier, uh, roommates with Tobias's older brother, I think in college. Oh. Yeah, I the only one be... who didn't play basketball.
0: what's the Tennessee then? <laughs> nice, awesome. No,
1: yeah, wild. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so that that was you to Watsonabe. Uh, really bad. I Guess he's come a long way, as it turns out. I, I didn't know he would ever make it to the league. I didn't think he was going to make it out of college, but
0: yeah, so he's <laughs> fighting in the trenches right now, man. Yeah. I mean, I feel he's putting in that work. Good for and him. I, I think he's been dropping relatively good, like good averages. Has um, he? I haven't and, followed and, him. I really should. In this I, 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 I want. I don't want to think like that. That there's. Trust me when I say that. I feel like there's plenty of guys that would be getting minutes. Like you know, it's not like the, this comes by every day. And obviously, Memphis is going through probably one of the most interesting. And what looks like pretty successful rebuilds in a yeah. long time, like um, giving got away. John my got John Morant. Got John Moran, Got you know JJJ, Jaron Jackson Jr. Someone we forget about a lot because of he got, got his his rookie season got um, stopped by injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're a pretty exciting team, dude. And they finally yeah. got rid of Chandler Parsons' large contract.
1: Yeah. Albatross contract.
0: Yeah, the guy that seems to have really played very few games in the league, but happens to date really beautiful women and oh yeah get paid lots of money
1: i mean if you want to talk about a ratio of games played versus pipe laid yeah, mm,
0: <laughs> yeah that's, that, that's like a new new kind of like record for like chill the pull i think
1: dude his, yeah his about. uh his player efficiency rating is like sky yeah. high
0: his advanced stats are off dude this high his heat actually spots. it's
1: not play your efficiency rating it's player efficiency rating <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, dude, these hotspots are not even on the court, dude. They're just like in the tunnel.
1: <laughs> it's the, the courtside seats, court seats where the right. girls are sitting.
0: Okay, I'm getting okay, I'm gonna side myself. Okay, anyways, Channel Parsons. <laughs> it might sound like I'm being bitter here, but go, go, wake! I'm happy for you, man. You're living the dream. That's the real dream. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, hmm. Anyways, um, back to the uh, back to the point. Asians there. in the league. We Rui. Have, yeah. Rui.
1: Uh, oh, what, shout Jackie out Washington to Wizards. There you go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see him a lot because Wizards tickets are going to be dirt cheap, and I love it. Um, I'll go courtside, say hi to him and IT.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot they got got
1: IT.
0: Yep. Of course, you got the greatest show in town, Brad Beal. Shout out to Eric Morton. I know that's his guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Morty. Um, Yeah, you and I, we'll we'll sit courtside together. How about that? Yeah, (laughs) Um, for sure. Yeah, so Rui Hachimura. So he's native-born Japanese. Uh, His English is not so great. But it's actually, like, it sounds cool. Uh, Because he has, like, this this Japanese accent to his English. All right, so, sorry. Backstory. Grew up in Japan. um, Came over to Gonzaga in the U.S. And that's essentially where he learned to speak English in college Mm -hmm. at 18. Which is wild, because I can't imagine, like, me, I mean, if I was thrown into another country and tried to learn another language, it would be very difficult. I would struggle mightily. And for the fact that that Rui has... uh, a grasp of the english language to this point you know impressive work on his part both on and off the court um but yeah, very attractive voice it's dude, like i don't
0: know if i've actually listened to his interview
1: dude yeah pull up his interview and you'll be like whoa, smooth sounds we cool
0: might, hey maybe i will insert a little audio here dude just yeah. a, little, it's a little sound
1: bite, maybe right we'll do a five second pause <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so anyways he's uh got drafted i think ninth overall Yes. by the washington wizards some people mm-hmm. thought that was a reach but he was a lottery pick um he was a consensus lottery pick regardless mm-hmm. so i mean maybe maybe like six spots higher than people thought he was gonna go but right i think yeah. um really hopeful for his future in the nba uh, i think yeah he's got a he's, he's big dude but he's 610
0: yeah i think he's pretty tall that's that's that sounds about right
1: real tall guy um plays for the japanese national team um Future of Japanese basketball, very exciting now.
0: (laughs) Didn't he? I think he already signed a shoe deal too, right? Or something like that. I think they just talked about how he's going to probably make a, well, your first round picks are already going to make a lot of money. But beyond that, um, it seems to be a good opportunity for him to kind of come back home and be like just national hero, you know, pretty much. Um, Yeah.
1: So interesting thing about like, so I mean, this this is something I'm sure we'll talk about in later pods too, but um, race relations with, Asians and non-looking Asians in Asian countries. Mm. Um, Because I know Heinz Ward, uh, half Korean, half American, uh, NFL player, struggled with a lot of racism going back to Korea because of his African-American heritage. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, I know, you know, so there's a lot of things to break down there, and we'll get into it at another time, but um, I think it'll be a real opportunity for him to do great work in his own home country, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know that, you know, not just from a historical perspective, Asians or Asian countries have been very reluctant to accept, um, non, I mean, like non-Japanese or non-Korean people into their own countries. Right. Um, you could just, you can already tell I me mean, if you look up their immigration laws, it's, you'd be like, wow, this is insane. You'd think the U S has no immigration problems mm-hmm. comparatively. Right. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: buy that stuff, it gets brushed under the rug. We yeah.
1: About it? Um, but regardless, i you know, the future of Asians in the NBA, it's looking a little brighter. Uh, we have Jeremy Lin, you know, hopefully he stays in the NBA. Yuta Watanabe, hopefully he makes it, you know, maybe, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully he's not garbage.
0: Give him know? a contract, Memphis. Come on. Yeah. They, they're rebuild. They're, they're rebuild. Sorry, the ru ru Roo. It's going to be um a couple of couple of years, so
1: it's on these scrubs. Yeah. And then, uh yeah, Rui Hachimura. I'm excited to watch him play.
0: And after this video, I'm gonna go back, post edit the word "scrubs" with something better because I'll watch all these clips and see if he actually has some game. Because
1: yeah, um, I'll have to do that too. Yeah,
0: for sure. So we can actually have some real credibility there. Um, any other Asian news I think we can think of in the NBA, dude, uh, or just in general?
1: Um, not that league? I can think of in the NBA, but wanted to give a quick shout out to the uh, South Korean under twenty ones men's soccer team, or under twenties men's soccer team. Sorry, not under twenty one. Uh, They made it to the under-20 World Cup final. So for those of you who don't know what that is, um, there are World Cups played at different age groups as well. And so the under-20 is uh, when the qualification period started, which I think was two years ago, you had to be under the age of 20 in order to be competing on that team. And then you know, a group of like 32 teams make it into that under-20 World Cup. And South Korea made it all the way to the finals. Uh, Unfortunately, they lost there to Ukraine. But the Outstanding Player of the Tournament Award was given to Lee Gang-in, who is a South Korean player currently playing for Valencia in Spain, which, Ooh. so Spain is one of the top five leagues in the US, in the, in the world, not U.S. U.S. is the world. But anyways, 4th of July, baby. But, yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. Yeah, so he's playing in a top league, at a top team in that top league. And, you know, he's currently one of the most budding stars in the, in, in the globe. So, exciting times. Uh... So, I'm really proud of the boys for making it that far. Uh, doing it for the Asian guys.
0: Dang, man. You know, this this got me thinking this is gr- a great new segment we can call Proud Korean, you know. Mm, proud,
1: proud, Korean proud Korean moments. moments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing wrong with that, man. You There's know, another that's... one. I have another one. I'll keep it uh, coming. Son Young-min plays for Tottenham Hotspur uh, mm. in England. Made it to the Champions League finals. Unfortunately, he also lost to Liverpool. Fuck you, Liverpool. Um But, you know, he's clearly showed that he was their best player down the stretch with harry kane injured um i know i don't know if any of you get any of you listeners care about soccer at all but son young Min, one of the cutest faces in soccer today
0: i'm making a symbol with my hands on the video right now with joe i think (laughs) the little uh,
1: south korean heart (laughs)
0: south korean heart just just sort of give it a visual for Mm -hmm. our audiences listening at home yeah a lot of
1: love a lot of love
0: and uh, let me just do a couple quick shout outs you know again today's just a big day obviously we're talking about sports on this podcast quick shout out to the US Women's National Soccer Team Today. for winning the World Cup dude
1: kudos yeah
0: USA USA Woo. for sure man that's exciting news I mean Again, that doesn't have to be related to anything we're talking about today, but come on. That's that's great. It's huge. Yeah. Dominant.
1: Dominating, dude. Um, sure. And in one hour, the U.S. men's national team going to be playing in the Gold Cup final versus Mexico. Historic rivalry in soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have low hopes and low expectations because that team has, uh, you know, really heart broken my heart many times over the years because they're, quite frankly, or have been and continue to uh, underperform and underwhelm. Um, but you know what? It's July seventh. It's three days after July fourth. You got to do it for America, boys. Got to do it for America.
0: Step up, and you know. Let me just also give this uh, an opportunity to say, you know, my 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 proud Vietnamese moment may not be uh, sports related because the Vietnamese probably spend their time. The only sport they're playing is gambling, <laughs> cards, <laughs> to, <laughs> my, to my to my knowledge. Uh, I don't have anything to talk about soccer-wise. And if I don't, please let me know because I don't want... Joe, Joe's a soccer guy. He'll tell me next pot um, who I should be shouting out. But if I'm going to shout out any good Vietnamese news is our girl, Ali Wong. Um, I love you, Ali Wong. You're talking about the level of, I think, stardom and just general appreciation Take all the energy that I have for our guy, Jeremy Lin. I'm sorry, we're going to stop talking about sports real quick and just celebrate, um, again, my lady, my my woman, um, Ally Wong, <laughs> dude. She came out with her movie on Netflix. I think we both got a chance to watch this one. Yes, so, sir. <laughs> always be my movie. Proud-ish moment. Shout-out to Randall Park too. Randall. Guys have been, yeah, for sure. So that movie came out, and, uh, yeah, you, you bet I'll I, I, I just – try to watch it as soon as I, as soon as I could man it's, that was that's was huge for sure what are so, your thoughts about the movie
1: dude quick review i'll keep it brief Please. um one hilarious very so well funny. made so funny yeah yes um like the jokes are always on point uh they're they do work in um heart wrenching moments but they they're also able to like i mean it's always a fine line to work in you know like actual emotions in a comedy right and so I think a lot of movies do it poorly, uh, and they just try to focus on the comedy aspect. But then there's also parts where, you know, they're really able to actually, like, tug at your heartstrings. Um, I think for me, I mean, I, not to give too many spoilers, but I'll just give... It's not even a big spoiler, but it's not a big spoiler at all. Um, but, like, for me, the most emotional moment, the most touching moment that I had, and we can probably talk about this in later podcasts in terms of, like, Asian dads, but, or mm-hmm. Asian parents, mm-hmm. but, like, when... Ali Wong in the movie, her parents come to like her parents had like neglected her as a child because guess what? They were busy trying to take care of her. Mm -hmm. Um, And she, you know, she struggled with that for a long time in that movie. And then at the end of the movie, her parents come around and this, and like, she's like, wow, I'm surprised you guys showed up. And then they looked at her and they said in like a real soft way, they're like, Hey, we're trying. Mm -hmm. And, Honestly, like, I just got spills, uh, chills down my spine just saying that because that moment almost made me cry. Um, it really, I've related a lot to that. Um, I love my parents, and, and you know, it's just there's a lot of things that I think a lot of Asian, second generation Asian Americans can relate to. Um, great movie, great, great, great movie.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, I think we talked about, um, obviously one of like, the, the one that got theater release with crazy rich Asians being like just a really great rom-com. I mean, this kind of falls in that same vein, um, without being maybe too noticeable to like a casual viewer. Like we're watching it to support maybe Ali Wong, but I think maybe down the line, we're going to find ourselves watching these movies just because, Hey, look, like this looks like something I'd watch, right? Like I'm not even paying attention to the primarily or fully Asian cast for the most part, like all throughout, um, just Asians everywhere. And I think that was really intentional. Um, I think the way that Randall Park and I think in some interviews that they put out after the movie and going through their press release or whatever press tour, is what they call it is like, this is pretty much like the Asian, like when Harry met Sally. Uh, yep. and I think as a viewer, you probably can probably draw those comparisons and, and, and it makes a lot of sense to like two old friends and the guys being obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah, right. I don't want to spoil it too much. I was yeah, going to say like, but the guys being a complete idiot for the most yeah,
1: part. those um, guys tend to be. avoiding <laughs> like a lot of signs, but
0: you know, it, it, to kinda to your point there joe i think yeah i'm watching it too and i just um there's a lot lot of like lighthearted moments for them like i'll I'll probably just not get too deep into it either but um i know they were like eating like dim sum at this like cantonese restaurant Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and like just that random i I always have this weird kind of guilt too it's totally misplaced because like what expectation do i have but like i clearly i'm vietnamese i don't speak chinese but there is this weird thing that i feel like when I don't speak Chinese back to our, you know, in a, in a Chinese restaurant, but they might think that I speak it, that like I'm letting them down somehow. You know what I mean? Or yeah, in their case, like they're not gonna get as good service. Like you find <laughs> later on that Randall Park's character like learned Cantonese in all those years, and he knows all the ladies and stuff, and they're super friendly with them. Right. Um, I always thought that was a, that's like a pretty funny like low key moment for me. Um, and on top of that, I think just maybe also seeing how much um, Ali's character just like loved to cook. Obviously, she's out there just being a baller, too. She's just living her best life. Mm-hmm. That's always great to see, as well. Um, her on top of her game. And, yeah, I, I, I think it was just... I look back, just a great movie. Um, four stars, for mm-hmm. sure.
1: Also, just, like, two quick... two Two last notes. They do a great job of... kind of unraveling the conflict, I think, just in a culinary aspect, of authentic Asian food versus like westernized Asian food. Ah, I mean, I'll let you guys watch it and see that uh, conflict unfold. I think they did a good job of representing what it was like Mm -hmm. Um, and just like the two sides of the argument. And then on a second note, uh, on a lighter note, (laughs) if you don't want to watch it for the Asian people, you got to watch it for Keanu. I mean, (laughs) oh my God. Keanu Reeves makes a cameo. No, you can't even call it a cameo because he was in it for a good part of the movie. He makes a character appearance as himself. It is fucking hysterical. Excuse my French, but it is great.
0: Yeah, he um, um he's, he's <laughs> on top of his game, dude. I mean I I was super excited about John Wick coming out, but then the hearing the fact that like he he was gonna make an appearance <laughs> in this movie, and I think they just tease it just the
1: right amount in the trailers because yeah,
0: his his whole part just it's so ro- funny rolling on the floor, man. So funny. It's so good.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah, you don't we never say R O F L anymore, Raffle rolling on the floor laughing, yeah. but that's a legitimate LMAO Raffle moment. LMAO I guess
0: won out, dude. Um, and you know, just to touch briefly on the point you made about, uh, how we kind of like say what's, what's real conservative Asian food, especially when you're getting it out. I know where I stand, dude. Uh, anyone that knows me, I think especially, um, you can ask, ask Shannon anytime. I'm a complete snob about getting like a bowl of, uh, like out, right? Like in my mind, if I'm sitting down at a restaurant, like, like this better be like seven bucks, you know, like this, no matter (laughs) what size of this, like whatever, what, people might be hearing me and be like, hey, that's, even that's expensive. I get you. <laughs> like, I understand, dude. Because, you know, these ingredients don't change from place to place. Now, you know, I've learned a little bit more about the restaurant industry. I understand that You got to pay rent wherever you are. Like, you might be in a city. I always look at it as, like, if you're, like, the one Vietnamese restaurant in a place, you're going to have a monopoly and all the fuck. And No one one knows how much this should <laughs> cost, right? So they're going to charge a premium. And you know what? I'll also support these Asian businesses. So I'm conflicted. But I'm also just kind of still hate it. Just I'll still complain about it, but then you know you know I'm gonna be back the next week getting a bowl file anyway. It's not, it's not gonna change anything. Just saying a bullfo should not cost ten dollars plus, but it will. So still so pay for it. Um, and when you start offering me like filet mignon and stuff like that, I don't want any of that. Get get that out of my bowl, dude. Like, just, just give me that nice blank steak. <laughs> or none at all, that's fine.
1: Um, I'll take a number two. No cilantro.
0: <laughs> Number two, no cilantro. Yeah, dude, I'm going to get off my pedestal right now, but I just, just, just want to put it out there, okay? Just, I think a lot of us probably feel when we're getting authentic food, you probably, maybe you feel the same way. It's like not, nothing really measures up to your mom's cooking. I think that's what it comes down to. Mm. That's, that's, that's a tough sell for me, I that's, think, already.
1: That's a teaser. That's a teaser for the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. You'll see. You'll see. Watch the movie.
0: Um, and anyway, yo, quick thing about Ali Wong, too. I did recently go see her comedy show. She came through Durham. Um what like a week week and a half ago uh briefly touched about the movie but primarily really just talked about um actually what was I talking about Oh well, I don't want to talk about that. It's one of the shows where they actually said you can bring your cell phone in but just yeah, she put on a great show dude one of the funniest comedy shows I've ever been to. She's currently still touring now, so like obviously if you're in a city just check it out see if you can catch the catch it um, I think she's actually in the west coast now anyway. But highly recommend it, dude. She's hilarious. She's just obviously brilliant in the writing. gonna be Hopefully you're going to see her face a lot more in just movies going forward. But obviously she's still going to be a stand-up comic, I think, at heart. And uh, seeing her and Randall kind of grind it out. And then this calming in, culminating into this project, Always Be My Maybe. Um, yeah, I loved it. So. Yeah, ends, I think this is ends. probably
1: a good place to wrap up the pod um we'll keep it brief for you guys uh cannot promise when we will release the next one but we're tr- we'll try we'll try
0: hey, Joe, i don't know i don't know if we can say we're fully done here man because uh Ooh, talking about the talking about you know let's just wrap it up with where we started dude we're talking about the nba uh some of our favorite teams lots changed in the last couple Ooh, months. oh I think yeah the, all the right that's okay. the number one thing that's probably changed the most is uh the Celtics are in rebuild, though, baby.
1: <laughs> are you high? The stunned look on your can face we, right can we, now. Right. Can, we get a, can we get a drug test in here,
0: please? <laughs> See, I missed, out. I missed out on having this joke so oh, yeah. many months ago. Because when, when all that, that create like, everyone's like, oh, I, thought they were, I still thought they were going to figure it out even come playoff time. But Gordon Hayward just never really turned the corner, dude. He had flashes, I think, primarily against
1: the Sixers. Given okay, that. Okay, so I think... Uh, let's, where, let's, where do we start with this, Joe? Yeah, quick, uh, quick step back. I think the um, first punch. I think, I think the, uh, I think the, uh, the real reason we had this very long delay between the second podcast and the third podcast is because both of us were in deep stages of mourning. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's funny. It's a quick little exchange between me and Vinny, but I think I don't know if you had texted me after the Celtics lost. Uh, I, don't I, some, I don't know if I did. I don't know if you did, but I remember. After the Sixers lost in Game 7 on a brutal, heartbreaking uh, Kawhi Leonard, like, four-bounce game winner, you know, uh, I, I think I waited, like, it. four days to text mm-hmm. Vinny, and I texted him, like, four days later being like, I thought I'd give you some time to uh, to grieve, <laughs> you know? You know, I thought it was an appropriate amount of time, but yeah, both of us have been in grieving, I think, um, in mourning. I was personally covered in sackcloth and ashes for about four days. Uh, mm I got fired from work. i just kidding. But, um, <laughs> I take a shower, Joe. But, um, but yeah, so... Yeah, I think back to Sixers Celtics. Um, the Celtics are not in rebuilding mode. I think the preferred term is reloading. Oh, the procedure.
0: That's we're not way we
1: can We're about to take another shot. Trust the procedure, dude. You're right. You're right. <laughs> trust
0: the procedure. <laughs> Daily ages. This guy, you can't... I mean, I'm glad he has. he's in good good, well health, man. Um, you have... Get real serious right now. I know he has like a heart. Attack. He had a second heart attack, maybe whatever. Oh, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. Yes. Earlier on the season, but this man don't don't underestimate him. He's he's calculated. He's a killer. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, pretty cold blooded. I love you, Isaiah. But um... the latest is, of course,
0: he knew the Sixers were going to go ahead and draft Matisse and uh, in. The, um, so I guess in in really Celtics fashion, drafted him knowing that the Sixers wanted him two spots below. Not only did we swap, but then they also grabbed our uh, second round pick, which turned into Carson Edwards. Um, that little bit of NBA knowledge, uh, sorry to bore everyone listening, um, but yeah, that's big. That's you know that's an overpay, folks. You know, you don't 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 show your hand. I mean, clearly the Sixers were going to they're going to try to draft the kid. They made a promise out to him. Hopefully, he still has a good career and um yeah good for the Celtics but yeah he's still making moves man still making yeah. moves so I'll give you respect for that um, let's
1: uh, break down the Sixers real quick um they have like seven or they have like five seven footers pretty much on their starting lineup um which is a terrible idea considering um Simmons their point guard can't shoot outside of seven feet from the basket um And Joel Embiid shouldn't shoot from seven feet outside of the basket. He's like a 28% three-point percentage. Garbage. Um, So him and Simmons both need to play in the post, which over the last three years haven't been able to exhibit that ability to play off of each other. And then you have Al Horford. So I guess you have to shunt Al Horford out past the three-point line, which essentially handcuffs him from one of his best qualities, which is passing out of the post and conducting the offense from in there. And then you have Tobias Harris playing out in the wing. But he's really a power forward you know what's he doing out on the wing yeah he I mean he's he's a fine you know player but what are you gonna have him do catch and shoot threes at 181 million dollars you know over four years wild five years um and then josh richardson a fine catch and shoot three-point shooter athletic wing but i mean let's take a look at your bench who do you have mike scott Oh, God.
0: okay go who's dude don't don't I, don't I can't stand for any uva slander on this podcast you, right you're banking
1: on mike scott to be all right say your team makes it to the finals you trusting mike scott to take shots in the finals uh if you're talking about mr
0: fourth quarter uh aka mr clutch aka uh mike scott mike Scott, the legend the regional manager um again <laughs> mike, michael scott get out of here I mean, okay. I'm I'm glad that you have such an extensive knowledge of the Sixers roster. Clearly, you've been doing your homework, Joe. I can only yeah. tell you I, who's playing on the Celtics anymore, dude. You got you got uh, you got scrub scrub A and scrub B. You got Kemba, <laughs> Kemba Walker. <laughs> he's all his last legs. <laughs> uh, last legs. Tell me, dude. Yeah, you know, you know, Terry Rozier. Uh, I think he's gonna be missed, dude. I think he's gonna be missed for sure. Um, and Al Horford being the biggest loss, I think, out of those guys. I mean, Kyrie, clearly. Um, that was a bad situation Toxic. from the, from Toxic. the jump. Um, uh, don't know. I, I think that, I was watching a funny clip the other day, uh, pairing like the video that he put out. I think you. I don't know who he was talking to. Maybe it was like a bunch of the season ticket holders. And he's like, oh, "If God. it's okay with all you guys, uh, I'm gonna resign
1: <laughs> if you'll have me back.
0: If you will have me back."
1: Yeah, fuck you, Kyrie. We don't want you back. Lesson to be learned
0: here, folks. And this is true for anybody. People change their minds, man. You know. Th- but at the same time, I don't know what he's doing going out of his way to say something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Wild. So, for okay. those of you who don't know, Kyrie Irving wasn't is an All Star point guard, probably one of the three best point guards in the NBA. But also the number one toxic locker room teammate and just terrible leader. Just. When, when has a company ever succeeded if the CEO just called out all of his employees of being like, well, this guy needs to grow up. This guy sucks. Like, people need to listen to me. Yeah, if you say that to the media, then you got problems inside.
0: Yeah, I think it's one thing if you said, like, you know, you have you come in with championships. I think we both agree on, like, this criticism anyway. Like, you have the championship pedigree. What you're supposed to bring to that young guy, young teams is like, hey, this is how you do it, right? Like, I think there's that expectation. We talk about when, like, you have people who are going to – you you deserve the criticism, I think, when, when, you, when that – comes with the territory you're not some average player like some role player you're you're the stud you made that legendary shot Kyrie Irving right so I think you're bringing in that kind of mentality you kind of you should permeate through the team but really all it ended up doing this season um taking a team that went to the conference finals without him uh to re- really just imploding and you know I'm not gonna give them all the, the pressure you still got I, I you know we had all this chatter by Kemba Walker and I talked about these scrubs I mean you know, Jalen Brown's still there obviously uh Gordon Hayward this guy's got to make, I mean, I'm I'm rooting for him because I think I'm never going to say, hey, like, as, when, when an injury comes by, as serious as that, that happened to him a season ago, we'll see if he comes back. But I think, you know, the Celtics' future seems to be hinged on that that very thing alone. So they're still going to be scary, obviously. Jason Tatum? You forgot a you forgot big one, man. Oh, you Jason mean Jason Tatum? Luol Deng Jr., dude? What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Where did you pull that from? That's hey, the, all I know is, dude, the Kobe curse is real. Uh, I think Kobe was talking to Steph before the finals. Clearly, uh, that explains a lot. <laughs> explains a lot. Um, but yeah, you okay, can see. I'll, I'll say Joe clearly came in with some substantiated claims. All I have is some hate for the Celtics. Okay, I don't really have any any more facts. Right. They they
1: are right. a talented squad. All right, we'll wrap up this this trash talk with uh give me give me give me your uh, hot take on the Sixer season. Where are you guys gonna? What's your playoff seed? Um. And if you were to say one headline that would define the Celtics season, what would it be? Or Sixers season.
0: Okay. Uh, you know, there's a couple questions. There. Let me start out by saying quick prediction on where they're going to land. After everything's all said and done, Kawhi left. You know, goodbye, Kawhi. Um, very happy about that, too. I'm going to put the Sixers <laughs> at number two. Uh, I think they're right behind the Bucks. You know, they've been kind of going through the progression, I think, that most teams that, that they talk about growth and experience in the playoffs go through. Clearly, you're disappointed about the double quadruple doink um i think a lot, i think it's almost it's, it was maybe in the minds of a lot of sixers fans that i think they would have gone on looking at how the, the buck series went with the raptors that that could have easily been them and then of course the warriors the injuries going the way that they did too it you can't can it wasn't too far off to say that the sixers were not too far away from even winning the championship this past year so with that said you're you're not running it back with with jimmy but I think with the depth that they were able to get, and I call it depth because I think the exchange is, is clearly looked at getting Josh Richardson, very underrated player, but also give, fills a need that he wasn't doing. Is If you're going to be on the, the court with Ben Simmons, who needs to kind of develop into a shot creator, I'm not going to go out of my way to say he needs a shot. That's a very, it's a boomer take, uh, you know. But um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I think he, he, he needs to grow as, as, a, as a ball handler. It wasn't gonna happen with Jimmy. Josh Richardson's gonna fill that void, and he's gonna be able to guard the other team's uh, primary point guard. So he yeah, adds that kind of... and versatility. You lose JJ Redick. That's probably something that I'm pseudo worried about because you know your fulcrum of your offense is really just him running around, creating all that gravity. Um, but I'm getting way too deep here. I'm just gonna say yeah. Number two, and the headline's gonna be Sixers bully ball their way into the finals. I'm not gonna say what's gonna happen there because obviously that Clippers team is scary, dude. Scary like, scary. I- if I'm gonna match it up today and everyone's fully healthy, I mean you can like just look at their roster and like with Bev, Kawhi, and Paul George, that's one of the best Lou perimeter Will- of defenses. Lou Williams, Lou Williams off the Harrell. bench. Landry Shamit, former Sixers legend. Um <laughs> for half a season. Zubak, you know, Lakers legend. Um prior to that. Dude, that team that team's loaded, dude. Team's loaded. And um so I, I think they're going to be pretty scary and, and tough to match up with. I don't know if we have the guys, but the Sixers are really just relying on the fact of their own thickness, and they're just going to be like, we're taller than you, and you can't really, you can't really hide any of your players um, on anyone. If Tobias Harris is our worst defender. I think there's worse scenarios to be in. Um, and I don't even think he's that bad. What about you, dude? What do you, where do you see the Celtics? What's your
1: Celtics two seed? <laughs> All right. And uh, I think the defining headline of our season. Is Gordon Hayward's resurgence lead Celtics to an NBA title?
0: I should count kind of lie. That's actually more of a take than what I, I I'm going to change my, my headline to be like, Joel Embiid load-managed his way
1: to an to NBA finals. <laughs> or Kemba, or, you know, alternate headline? Kemba slash Antoine Walker number 8 oh. lead Celtics in first season to banner number 18
0: that's a lot of banners dude number 18 man boston
1: sports dude i can't
0: uh, i can't
1: i can't my whole place is decorated in boston memorabilia
0: i told you i just came back i just came back from pittsburgh dude so i already have this this issue with with, uh the other team dominating for such a long time clearly so yeah you're lucky
1: they don't have a basketball team
0: (laughs) Dude, there's not enough diversity in that. Like, I'm kidding. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's not, that, doesn't, that doesn't shape a team. The actual city itself. Clearly, the players are drawn from everywhere. Okay, I, I, that was a that, that just uncalled. spicy fire. hot take. Spicy take. Vinny said. Really, no evidence whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> this, that seems like a good place to, to the end the pod, folks. So. Uh, yep. Um, my name is. Until next time. My name is Vinny, and
1: who are you? This is
0: Joe. And please. I, Stay with us I put them on the way, but today I'm feeling washed and off my game. Yes today I feel my age. I feel so ancient. They say Asian, don't raise it Went from young and the dangerous To making all of my payments When I get wasted as shit It take two days to get fixed They ask me, what's your skin regimen? Bitch, I drank like a fish I done did everything, anything All of my teens Uppers and downers and all in between Gave lovers the boot and giving them rings From baggy to skinny with all of my jeans Fifteen seconds of shine Turned into six seconds on a vine Now it's real fake in real time Acting hella extra on Eli line. Lil homie flexing that's cute
1: They see my mural like that's you Old oh, man, but anything brand new Better cuff your girl. I still pull. I mind my business. Y'all start wars. I'm Michael Jackson eating